Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And, and you're, you're about, about to, to get, get jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 16 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch it. This week on Get Jumped, we are returning to Hunter x Hunter with the third phase of the Hunter exam in Trick Tower. Yeah, actually, uh, it's a pretty good place to go, especially, um, well, I guess if you're really lonely and it's a, it's a Friday and you're by yourself. This and, is, uh, all right. I won't go any further. Yeah, you I think know where this joke is we, going. Yeah, this is, we mind those hills. Whatever, let's just check Okay, well, here we are. Yeah, we're back with episode 16. Um, (laughs) I have just returned from my whirlwind journey to uh, Disney World. Yeah. like, a lot of people from my family. It was pretty fun. Except for Disney World has the longest lines of any lines that I've ever waited in. And I've waited for two and a half hours to get into the DMV. And I have waited (laughs) three and a half hours to get on the Avatar ride. However, it is... So sweet. Well, it's, it's their it's new really thing right now, right? Like, it yeah, just it's came like out the newest it. one that's it's come out. It's it's insane though, dude. Like, uh, like it's like virtual reality is like mixed with IMAX. So I gotta mixed say, with, like a I, robot that you ride on. <laughs> I have mixed feelings because, like, I hate Avatar. Not Avatar The Last Airbender, which I love, but Avatar, James Cameron's movie, I hate it. Yeah, um, you mean Dances with Wolves meets um, Fern Pocahontas meets Pocahontas. And uh, that Pocahontas. one book about an alien race with blue skin called the Navi that live on a planet called Pandora. Can we talk about the amazing, amazing thing that they said on, like, um, the, um, oh gosh, what is it, the... the the trailers honest trailers where he talks about how like uh they talk about unobtainium and he's like who didn't who who like uh didn't go through the script again and to like proofread it to change the name that was like a first draft filler (laughs) this was one of the things that i hated about it because james cameron kept being like well it took me 10 years to make and i'm like well you clearly did not go back and edit draft number one from 10 years ago because this is horrible um i you know but that said i think the ride looks sweet it's uh it might not be up to my standards of inventive as far as sci-fi goes that was one of the things that drove me nuts was people talking about like how creative it was and i was like man zendikar had floating islands like two years ago bro like you're behind the times so yeah for real Whatever, on, on I, but that... the ride looks sweet. And also, James Cameron, his the Avatar two, it's supposed to take place on like a different moon or whatever, and it's supposed to be like an ocean planet. And I'm actually in for that because James Cameron, it turns out, is like a really enthusiastic oceanographer. Like when he's not making movies, he literally like goes on scientific explorations of the sea. And this happened, I think, as he was getting ready to make Titanic, and he just like was learning about 
the ocean and doing some exploring to prepare for that film and he fell in love with it so like i actually really trust him to do a movie about like an ocean planet super well and everybody knows that the ocean already is filled with crazy creatures so like i'm down i'm ready as much as i hate avatar one i'm really hopeful for avatar two yeah um we're gonna get into the previously on in like just a second wait is this a movie podcast or (laughs) anyways so there's (laughs) there's one piece of business that i want to like get um get around to that we haven't done a whole lot have not been briefed on this what are what's happening yeah it's just a brief little bit of business that i'm gonna start doing um I saw a preview for a new anime that's done by the same producers that did Bleach and Naruto, the anime. Um, I saw that it's coming out pretty soon. Um, so I've decided, um, without behest knowledge of Blake, um, that I'm going to be, uh, (laughs) I'm going to be putting out, um, some little videos, uh, pretty soon. Um, the betrayal. about uh about these like the new animes that are coming up and what, things like that what's the um, anime everyone um, wants to so know if you if you want to know more about it um you can join in and actually like follow us on patreon um we we uh we're we're still we're still not doing great on patreon <laughs> no come and join um, us everyone especially you ben but, diamond who's totally not a secret agent <laughs> I'm just saying, um, like if if you want to be a part of this, I, I definitely want to start putting out some some more content um, and giving back to you. And since we just got over the the 15 episode hump, which is uh, a lot of places where episode where um, podcasts go to die, um, we are continuing onwards and upwards. So that's we're fun. Start rolling up more stuff. This is a fun so, thing too because episode fifteen, <laughs> where podcasts go to die, and that was like the first end that we had was with the the end of Naruto's first arc. So that's poetry, and I'm going to go ahead and say that we planned it like that, and uh, you can't prove that we didn't. <laughs> Anyways, um, with without uh, further ado, then uh, join us. Um, get get in on Patreon, and we're going to start uh, pumping out some more content. Um, but also, uh, let's give a little bit of a previously on, uh, yeah. Hunter x Hunter. So Hunter x Hunter, we have our main cast of characters. The main, main character is Gone, who is a young, I think he's a 12 year old kid. He's short and he's optimistic and he has boundless energy and he's just the best. Uh, he is new best friends with this kid named Killua, who is his same age. He's got like messy white hair and he's kind of more stoic and sort of plays on a lot of those like stereotypical anime badass tropes um and we'll learn a little bit more about his backstory in this episode i think we learned a little bit more last episode but we'll touch on it some more um they are traveling around with um with karapika who has a tortured past because his entire clan was killed for their super weird red eyes and um <clears throat> now i'm dying um the last member of the party is leorio who is a teenager that looks like a much older adult and is uh trying to become a doctor they're taking the hunter exam and the world that they live in the hunter exam is an extremely difficult and extremely dangerous uh exam that has many phases 
and they when you, if you pass it you become a hunter which is like a title that opens up access to like secret hunter chat rooms or whatever and it basically yeah it basically signifies you as somebody who's like really skilled so you get hired for lots of jobs you can do lots of exploring or whatever and so there's like hunters that yeah, look for treasures really, or bounty hunters it's really the linkedin of of this world is the hunter the what the linkedin <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> fantasy linkedin right here so they've made it through the first Two rounds of the Hunter exam. Quite a few people have dropped out of the exam at this point. Several of those dropouts have dropped out because they were killed. And now they've arrived at the third phase. And that's where we pick up today. Yeah, it feels like we've been watching this show forever. But so it's long. only episode eight. I gotta um, say, decision- they, these episodes are dense. I mean, we are covering like five. I think our next Naruto episode has six episodes in it. Like, Naruto plotting is a lot... Like, you could cover a lot of ground in a lot of episodes. But, like, so far, all the other shows we're doing, we're, like, limping our way through because there's just so much to talk about. And because we won't shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's that's, uh, the other issue. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyways, um, we're in episode 8, Decision by Majority Rule. Um, uh, This is uh, coming off of Phase 2... Um, they are going over to this big tower that um, is surrounded by horrible giant man-eating baby monsters. Oh, they're so terrifying. Um, but you don't see them just yet, so they'll surprise you if you're oh not watching god. out for it. Oh my god, so it's just the worst thing. <laughs> they're in an airship, because that's what they were writing in at the end of the last episode, and that's how <laughs> plots work, is they connect to each other. And so the airship arrives at this I just, giant. I just tower. read this note. I just this didn't know if people knew. horrible little devil cherubs. <laughs> Spencer's reading ahead of my notes. Um, so <laughs> the airship arrives at Trick Tower, which is like a super tall tower. Like you cannot get down it at all. And they they're like, "Hey, it's Trick Tower. This is where the third phase of the Hunter exam is going to take place." So here's the deal. Hunter exam phase three. The rules are you have 72 hours and you got to reach the bottom of the tower in that time limit. Go. And so they're off. Yeah. So the first guy that we see um, is wearing a red shirt. So, you know, he's definitely going to die. Wait, is he literally Um, wearing a red shirt? I did not clock this. I I don't remember, but uh, I've I've, uh, written it in. We're just going to (laughs) say red shirt for sure. If it's yeah, not he had his phaser on stun like a moron. <laughs> Anyways, um, so he is gonna. He's like, well, if we need to climb down a tower, oh I'm God. a rock climber, You're so absolute. I'm the best at rock climbing. <laughs> You're so right. By the way, by the way, I don't know if I even saw this guy before he appeared as the rock climber guy. So I was like, I didn't even remember you from the last phase of the exam. No, he's so totally just here for this from? scene. He's like a yeah. write-in. He showed up. We have to just believe that he was here in the past. And then he's, spoiler alert, he's not going to be around for very long. No, he he tries to climb down the side of the tower and gets picked off by a horrible giant baby monster. Yeah. Uh, if you watch Bleach... Um, if you watch Bleach and you've seen, uh, the Bonkai of, oh gosh, what's his name? The scientist. Oh God. Um, Ugh. 
There is only one more terrible baby monster inside of the anime universe than these baby monsters, and yeah. it is he is Bankai. Oh, his Bankai like, is so cool. Yeah, but everybody, it's we can't way remember his name, than, so you have to tweet it at us because we're dumb. Please, please do it. Anyways, um, so so like, man, it, they are awful. They're uh, like giant. They're so big. They're giant, and they're kind of like egg shaped almost, and they have like these. Humanoid faces, but like in a way that's real fucked up, kind of like the Titans from Attack on Titan. And then like their front part is like mostly mouth, and then they have these like like little wings, and they're just grotesque. And they just swoop out of nowhere. And Rock Climber guy was being all clever, and he thought he was going to make it down, but he was not going to make it down because he's going to get it right here. I love Attack on Titan so much. Yeah. we should watch it. <laughs> it's just such a good show. We're getting we're getting to the end of One Punch Man. Yeah, I we're almost at the point where we start our first new show since like the beginning of our show and I'm really pumped about yeah. it. By the um, way, we haven't gotten a single write-in yet uh from you you peeps uh to talk about like the next show that's coming yeah, up. Yeah, what do you want so us to you talk about? Definitely do that. We um, talk I, I think would... every episode about other anime that we would like to watch for our show. You guys go ahead and chime in, pick one of those, pick a different anime, surprise us. I want to watch that one about the zombie apocalypse where everybody's riding trains. That show is actually pretty decent too. I want to um, watch I it. I watched um I watched almost all of it, and it's 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 pretty good. I I don't want to give away. You find out something in like the first two episodes that like gives away the entire premise of the rest of the show. Okay. Um, so I literally can't talk about any of well, it. Well, I guess um, that you guys need to vote for that show if you want to find out what he's talking about. Otherwise, I, we will have to default to Soul Eater. I feel like we're um, ugh, Soul Eater. Yes, I I just feel like we're <laughs> doing such a bad job of like forcing them to vote so uh, probably we'll start begging soon i don't know just vote yeah putting out like bowls of milk outside of our twitter feed <laughs> so that the cat people will arrive meow, meow, meow. <laughs> oh god okay so with the hunter exam this guy has been eaten by terrible baby cherub devil things and they're like, well, shit, we can't climb down, so it's time for another plan. And then they've been up there for a minute, and Kropika's like, hey, so, uh, like, half the people that were up here, they're not up here anymore. And so, like, I think that there's something going on, and, like, immediately Gon's like, yeah, so there's, like, a trapdoor over here, and that's what's true about this. Um, yeah, and Killua, Killua says that there are more doors that are all around, but they've tried to use them after somebody went in, and nobody can. So right. they've found five so far, and they uh, prepare over the top of them um, and jump down. Right. Uh, all, so our, all four of them jump down. Yeah, and they arrive in this chamber together, and it's great. They're like, okay, well, I guess I'll see you later. See you in 72 hours. And then they immediately drop into a chamber where all four of them are. And then they're like, there's like an inscription or something, um, and it says the five who drop into this chamber must find their way down by majority rule. And they're like, and then uh, you meet, then uh, you meet Lippo, (laughs) yeah, who I don't think is super important, but he sure is the examiner for phase three. He he sure is eating an entire bag of chips. He loves every moment. He's eating chips like it's Death Note. 
So yeah. he, <laughs> so Lippo is like, yeah, you gotta vote on everything. So they get like fancy bracelets and that let them vote for like X or O. And yeah, then, but they can't get get out of this chamber until their yeah. fir- their fifth member joins this. Right, because you have to have an uneven being, number. Oh god, it ends up being Tompa, who's uh, I as you know from the previous episodes. I hate Tampa. He's really an, an obnoxious character. So um, I like in. I like Tampa, but I like him because I hate him, and like he's designed to be hated. And I think they do a good mm. job with it. So I, we're like on yeah. opposite sides. Look, I can give you that because I I love to hate Tampa, but I I hate to hate that kid from the surfing clan of surfing ninjas from the other show. I hate that I, kid so much. Yeah, you really you got dark when you were talking about that kid. I heard I heard true rage in your voice. Yeah, it was true rage. Well, anyways, thankfully so he's not in this Tampa, show. <laughs> Tampa arrives, and it, uh, as they, a reminder, Tampa is this jackass who he's taken the exam like a million times, and he's never mm-hmm. passed it. But that's because it's not his goal. His goal is to make other people not pass it, particularly people who are taking it for the first time. So he like befriends yeah. people and then tries to get them to fail. And he met mm-hmm. Gon and Killua by trying to give them juice that had laxative in it, but they both saw through it in various ways. Yeah. So they walk down the hallway, uh they or they walk down the hallway after they vote to open the door. It's four for yes, one for no. They all think it's Tampa. Then they get to another one, and they're like, well, let's go left or right. Um, three vote right, one, uh, two vote left. And uh, Leorio this whole time is very upset about the fact that like people are not voting with him. Yeah, um, it, he's... it sort of makes me think that he just gets way too upset way too easily. Um, so but he, I mean, but he's touchy in general. He is definitely the most emotional member of the party. Everybody else, like Gon is a little bit dense, and he's so optimistic and then Killua and Karapika are both different versions of the anime badass, so they're very stoic. They're sort of like the strong, silent type. And Leorio is the loudmouth, hyper-emotional, like speaks before he thinks kind of person. He's like me. That's Leorio is me, and that's kind of his deal. So like every time they vote, like the first door, somebody votes no, and he yells at Tompa because he knows that it was Tompa. And Tompa's like, "No, nah, I just pushed the wrong button. It's all set." And then they vote on a direction and they talk about why they chose it. It's kind of interesting. But basically he voted in the minority and he's upset about that because he thought that they kind of all figured out the same thing and they didn't. And this will play in later. Yeah, it's it's not the biggest thing. I thought it was going to be a way bigger deal than it ended up being, but it's not it's not the most massive thing in the entire world. It's not Um, huge to the plot, but it's really interesting. So I'm going to talk about it for like 80 minutes. Shut up. Anyways, um, so they get to a combat area. Um, we actually don't know this is a combat area until they they get there. But they're they're right next to a gigantic chasm with a circle. What is it, a circle or a square? It's Anyways, a square. It's a big. It's a big pillar in the center. It's um, the it's the Cinnabar Island gym without the magma. Thanks for that Pokemon moment. Anyways, yeah, we um, talk about Pokemon like Lipa- every episode. I don't know if you've noticed. Anyways, Lippo comes on and. Um, uh, he tells them that they're going to have to, um, in order to get out of here, they will need to fight in a one-on-one match. 
Um, and they need the best of five to progress further because that's the majority. Um, and then they have to either make the person admit defeat or kill them. Yeah, so the deal is, if you'll recall from earlier, they have 72 hours to get from the top of the tower to the bottom, and the they are facing off against five prisoners because the Trick Tower is a prison. And these prisoners have been chosen for this challenge because, well, it's never explained. They've been chosen. So <laughs> they're like, they're... And Good th- conduct. Right? So they... <laughs> Probably not, especially after that one guy, but whatever, we'll get to it. So the they're here, and the prisoners are incentivized not to just, like, murder everybody, because some of them are killers, but the thing is, for every hour that the prisoners are able to delay the hunter exam uh, takers, they get one year taken off of their sentence. So they're all pretty stoked about this, and they really want to cause... Um, long drawn out matches, uh, and it's great. Yeah. So the first person to go into the ring, I didn't remember this was his name, but apparently it's Bendit. Um, yeah, starts. He's a big, muscly guy. Um, he's real dumb. He's got veins on his head. Um, and Tomfa is like, I'm gonna go first, and this guy is like, let's fight in a uh, death match, and Tomfa like immediately gives up. Yeah, um, so, well, then, specifically, Ben Dot, like, leaps in the air, screaming right as the match begins, and Tampa's like, I surrender. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Tampa, Tampa, like, sort of explains why he's taking the exam in the first place, and then Kilowa notes that he's just like, it's pretty good, actually, that he didn't stay in there, because the first thing that he would have done is he would have crushed Tompa's throat so he couldn't surrender, and then he would have just tortured him for 72 hours. Yeah, and he would have, he's like, a, he's from the military, so he has like all these like torture interrogation techniques, and he was like, yeah, he would have tortured you for 72 hours without killing you, and then we would have lost, they would have gotten 72 years off, and they'd probably kill you at the end of that. And Tampa's like, uh, this is horrible. <laughs> like, he barely <laughs> got out of there alive and had no idea what was about to happen to him. So, By the way, you talk about the next character is named Sudoken, which all I could think was, like, Sudoku? Sudoku. Or also Hadoken. <laughs> <laughs> That's if Sudoku and Hadoken had a baby, it's Sudoken. That, is that... Is that why you, when you have to do a Hadouken, but you also have to, like, figure out how numbers are supposed to be placed in a giant square? Yeah, that's what it is. smaller squares? Yeah. That's what you get when you cross those things. Can I point it out that I just had the dumbest thought inside of my head all of a sudden, which was that um, Sudoku is just a one, one square that's filled with more squares that's filled with even more squares. I'm I'm super like, glad that you took the time to share that with brain. us on this <laughs> podcast. It's like it's like when he talks about inside that stand up special. He talks about he's like he saw I saw a guy who was walking a dog and holding this is, up a phone. He's talking about Louis C.K. for everybody playing along at home. <laughs> it's like he's like holding up a phone and holding the dog's leash with the same one, and he's just like, oh, it's like a dog phone. Anyways, God, you're such an idiot. So Sedakon. Uh, he arrives and Gon is like, I'm going to go next because he's super enthusiastic. Yeah. So, Which Sedekan, takes us to episode nine. Right. So 
I don't know how many episodes. What episodes are we doing? We're doing up until 12. So we got a, a little ways to go. So Sidokan is like, hey, we're going to play this game. It's really fun. We're going to both light a candle. Whoever's candle goes out first loses. And Gon's like, okay, that sounds great. So Sidokan's like, all right, well, you get to pick which candle you want. And he holds up two candles, except that one of them is like way longer than the other one. And, and then they go into a very serious moment where they're just like, he's going to think this through. There's so many different options inside of here. And then Gon's just like, I choose the longer candle because yeah. a longer candle will take longer to burn. It's and they're so all just great. like, ah, oh, he's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody on the sidelines has figured out exactly what is correct, which is that one of these candles has been tampered with to burn faster than it normally would. And... It, did Sedokan tamper, tamper with the longer one because you would obviously pick that one and then by tampering with it, it would burn out faster even though that's not what you would expect or did he tamper with the shorter one because he thinks that you would figure out that ploy and pick the shorter one to stick him with the tampered so he's thinking two steps ahead. So they're going back and forth and then Gon just picks it for the simplest reason ever and they light their candles And then there's like a giant gust of wind that comes up from below and it almost blows out Gon's candle. And he's like, oh, no. And then he's like shielding it with his hand and it just like explodes in fire. It's like a Roman candle or something going off. And and they're like, oh, this is the tampered one. And now I only have like a few minutes. And Sedokan is like, well, secretly, this was my plan all along. I actually had four candles. Yeah. And you see, like, this weird moment where they're, like, make his, like, clothes a little bit see-through, and he's, like, the two candles from behind. And they he's don't just make like, all Ha-ha. of his clothes see-through, just his pocket. <laughs> Calm down, everyone. <laughs> so, um, Gon is just like, oh, I guess since this isn't going to blow out because it's burning way ha- harder than the other time, I'm just going to run over there. And just blow out your candle. So he sets out his candle and he moves so fast that Sudokan just like has no chance to respond and Gon just blows out his candle. Yeah, it's so great. It's, it's very it's fast. This like battle of wits that Gon completely fails and then he just wins instantly and it's hilarious. Um so <laughs> what did you write down for this next note, you terrible monster. <laughs> so Killua is facing off against uh the disgraced no, member Kirapika. of the Blue Man group. Oh sorry, Kurapika. Kurapika, this is the one whose clan was murdered. Um he's facing off against a member of the Blue Man group, Majitani. So Majitani has 19 heart he he looks all kinds of messed up. His skin is blue. His face is all angular. It looks like he's had some, um, some like metal grafted onto his skin. Like he's kind of a little bit playing off of Frankenstein's monster, I think. And he looks super imposing. And he has 19 hearts tattooed in, um, an almost perfect square. He's missing the 20th heart. So there's a, a hole in the corner. And he's like, Hey, I got one heart tattooed on my chest for everybody I've killed. And I really want to make it an even 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this guy is like he talks a big game, but when it really comes down to it, he's he's apparently not hot shit. Um, no, not at all. He's cold he shit. Decides he decides to tell Killua that um, he's he's gonna fight to the death 
But then he's just like, let's not use weapons. So Killua, uh, uh, sorry, Kirapika's just like, okay, and he takes down his weapons. Well, and what's so Killua's great is like, every step of the way, Machitani is a coward. And so he's like, you see his internal monologue and he's like, oh, I've got these 19 hearts. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to scare this guy by thinking that he's going to be my 20th heart. I propose a death match. Oh, he's got to be terrified because he's afraid of losing his life. And then he's like, okay, there's no weapons just in case because he doesn't have any weapons because he's a prisoner. And then Kurapika like puts his weapons down and Majitani's like, oh shit, he had hidden weapons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so Killa was just like, this guy's super afraid. Oh, um, let's Kura- just see what he does next. Oh no, um, Killua is watching. Oh, God, these names are a little too similar for me right now. Yeah, Killua is watching from the sidelines. And he's like, oh, I can tell the way that Majitani like comports himself and the way that he talks. He's a coward. Mm-hmm. And then Gaul so is Machi- just like, this guy's a coward. <laughs> yeah. And Majitani does this stupid move where he like jumps up in the air and then he smashes into the ground. And Kirapika is like, not really upset by it. Not at all. And then he turns around to reveal his back, which has a big giant spider tattoo on it yeah this is supposed to be like his next secret weapon or like his final secret weapon in like intimidation because this this turns kiropika into um uh a monster that we have not seen before it's Um, horrifying his eyes turn blood red and uh he snaps up to majitani so fast that he doesn't even see him coming. He grabs him by the face and basically is crushing his jaw and lifting him up into the air. It is fucking crazy. It's awesome. <laughs> and so it turns out that this spider tattoo, this is the symbol of the Phantom Troop. They all have a spider tattooed on their body, and that symbolizes that they are a part of the Phantom Troop, which is a group of bandits specifically the group of bandits that was hired to carry out genocide on Kurapika's entire clan. And he does not have fond memories of them. Yeah. He punches Majitani so hard in the face that he just is immediately rendered unconscious. Yeah. And that he says, um, he says, I know you're not part of the Phantom Troop because the tattoo has a number on it. Um, in it, and they don't count the number of times they've killed people because it's irrelevant, right? Because, because they've so killed many. so many people. Yeah, and it's just like they all. <laughs> did you say this? The spider tattoo always has a has a number in it to like indicate yeah. like what number rank or whatever the fuck it is in the Phantom Troop that they are. Um, and then yeah. he's like, "If you ever talk about this again, I will kill you." Yeah. Anyways, that takes us to episode 10, uh, The Trick to the Trick. Yeah, Um, this one's so good. It's also, it also has a lot of moments where Leorio is, uh, is, is, uh, is just kind of awful. So the thing (laughs) is, Tompa is clever in his own way. Killua and Karapika, they are on top of it. Gon has this, he's kind of a dunce, but he has this insane intuition and then Leorio, he's not stupid. He's just too emotional for his own good. He he puts his foot in his mouth. He leaps before he looks. He's just, he's working against himself. Yeah. So Leorio um, walks out there and um, his opponent says that they can't move Majitani because he's still alive and he hasn't surrendered. So Kirapika's match is still going on. Right. But Kirapika refuses to kill him. Right. It was a death Um, match. So he has to surrender mm. or die. And neither of those things has happened. 
Killa yeah. was like, um, well, and- hey, I got your back, man. I'll I'll kill him. <laughs> and they're like, well, yeah. that wouldn't be appropriate because it's his match. But Leorio's like, mm-hmm. hey, this is the voting challenge. Let's all vote on it. And then mm-hmm. they all try to use their voting watches and it doesn't work because it's not a part mm-hmm. of the challenge. You can't just like call for a vote. Yeah. And so there's, uh, there's a little bit of, uh, this is the episode where you, you really th- talk about the majority rule. Yeah. They don't really talk about it as much in the next couple of episodes. It's really just this one. This um, is where and it comes Tampa, to a head like, for Leorio. Yeah. And, and Tampa has this whole thing about how, like, there's a trap of majority rule, which is, like, the minority is suppressed, and they can keep on getting suppressed, and you can beat down on this person. Right. So In the, the meantime... The idea of minority suppression out of majority rule is that the more somebody votes in for the side that loses, the more, like frustrated they become essentially and that's exactly what's happened to leorio and it's causing him to kind of crack so when people don't vote when or when the votes aren't going his way he starts to lose it because he's really bought into this voting system but he's been on the losing end of a lot of these votes and he's he's fraying yeah Meanwhile, we cut to Hisoka, um, finding it's a spinning blades guy. I had forgotten about this until we watched it again. Yeah. Um, it's pretty sweet. Um, this is, um, this guy is, is not having, um, like, he's not having any shit of Hisoka. He just wants him dead and he wants revenge on Hisoka for giving him his scars. Um, he's, he throws around these blades. It's pretty cool. Um, it's, it's a pretty sweet fight. Um, sort of like just boomerang so you know, knives though, uh, or something like that. Yeah, Hosoka beats the ever-living crap out of him. It's um, not a contest. It's happens, it happens very fast, and you realize um, that Hosoka just outclasses people by a lot. Yeah, um, he's he in a different a very, very, Yeah, he's a very, very dangerous person, um, and you do not want to go uh, and fight against him. However, if no. you are watching this episode, take the time. Uh, we're we're not going to completely explain it because it's not like super important. But like, it's a pretty sweet fight, and you should check it out. It's great, and it takes pl- place over like what, like two minutes of screen time. It's very yeah. short. You can probably find the entire thing on YouTube, although I don't know what you would search for, so don't quote me on it. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, he he basically shows up and has a badass fight because we're building tension for how dangerous he is, and it's mm-hmm. really working. So Leorio, um, his opponent starts to gamble on time on whether or not Majitani is still alive or not. Um, right. And, and so specifically, le- they have like X amount of hours that they're gambling on. So like instead of putting in a poker chip, you can bid ten hours. Yeah. So um, Larut is the name of this character. Um, Leorio bets ten hours then um, and wins the bet that Majitani is still alive, but Kilawa notes that this is bad for them. So um, the best so Kilawa's like, alright, this is not great because Majitani's still alive. So if he's alive, then Kurapika didn't win his fight and he's unconscious. So he can't surrender. So Karapika's fight might not end. And since they have a best out of three situation and they lost the first one, that means that Leario, um, they lost the first one and then Gon won the second one. So they're one and one, 
But if Kurapika's fight wasn't decided, then they have to win Leorio's bout, which is happening right now, and Killua has mm-hmm. to win his. So they're at a disadvantage if Majitani's still alive. Mm-hmm. And there's there's this pretty sweet uh, part where Lee um leorio says that um he's gonna prove this guy is unconscious by betting 20 hours on it um and he takes him to the edge and he's just gonna throw him off unless he like does something and he starts to like drop him off of the edge um but he like is this the end of this episode or the next episode where they talk that that happens i can't remember it's it's the end i i took the notes while i was watching it yeah. So, um, so Majitani is like, uh, being held over the edge and he just lets go of him for a second. And yeah. he's just like, no, 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 don't let me die. Yeah. He, like, so, grabs and Larut tries to, pr- like, to stop this ruse because Majitani's playing, playing unconscious. Larut's like, hey, you can't, we can't accept you tossing him to his death as a confirmation of whether or not he's unconscious because then, if he dies, then, you know, you're sort of deciding Kurapika's match in your favor. And so Leorio's like, okay, well, if I drop him and he dies, then Kurapika forfeits his win. Everybody feel good about that? It's pretty sweet. But, of course, Majitani's still alive, and he wakes right on up when Leorio's about to drop him off. And then Majitani, technically, his fight should still go. But he's such a coward that he immediately surrenders to Karapika. So that gives the team a two-to-one advantage. So if Leorio wins this betting contest, Killua doesn't even have to step up. Yeah. And we're going into episode 11, the trouble with the gamble. Yeah, we're Um, away from the end, y'all. We're trucking on. Yeah. So LaRue does uh, – this is the part that I'm talking about. I don't like this. Uh, it's it's just kind of a creepy thing that happens in the show. Uh, LaRue removes her headpiece and offers to bet whether she's a man or a woman. So and she, Leorio gets she's been really – all gross. the prisoners, they're wearing like robes that conceal their faces because I assume yeah. the guy who writes and draws the anime didn't want to design five characters all at once. So he just put people in robes. So mm-hmm. LaRue removes her robe and she's like this beautiful girl, which is, was unexpected. And then, well, just her headpiece, whatever it was that was concealing you from seeing what she looked like. Mm-hmm. So she's like, yeah, yeah, the bet is whether or not I'm a man or a woman. And Leorio's yeah. like, well, how do I tell? Whether or not you're a man or a woman. Stop explaining it like this, you um, creepy motherfucker. LaRue is like, <laughs> you can come and examine every inch of my body if I right. say that you're wrong. And Leorio's like, this. okay. This is the worst, most awful <laughs> That's thing how ever. it goes. No, he does not say okay like yeah. that. He no, says he... okay with like blood coming from yeah. his nose. Well, yeah. And he like, he like examines her and then he comes back and his hands are no, no. twitching back and forth. He, and he smells his hands. He bets that she's a man because he knows that she's a woman. And he's like, oh okay, if she turns out to be a man, then I win the bet. If she turns out to be a woman, then I win by getting to like feel her up. And it's super gross. Oh my god. It's it's really gross. And then he like smells his hand like a creeper. Yeah, and, and like, he also oh, such a I, monster. Guess I forgot to write down how much he bets, but this also puts him at like a major deficit. I think he's down to ten oh, yeah. hours, and she's at like yeah. 
80 or more hours that they're betting on. So that's not great. I think they started with like 50 or something like that. So she's got a lot of time. And part of the bet is that they've like made an agreement through the speaker system with Lippo that like if they win all of the bets, they get like that time back or something. I don't know. Oh, it's, it's like if they, they've bet 50 hours. So if Leorio ends up losing all of the 50 hours, then his team has to wait 50 hours after they're done with this whole challenge thing, like after Killua goes. They have to wait oh, yeah. for 50 hours and then try to get out of the tower with the remaining time. And if in that instance, the prisoners will also gain those 50 years back. So yeah, the stakes are high, basically. This, this next part is not my favorite because it's rock, paper, scissors to like the nth degree of them taking it super seriously. It's the mind um, game. They rock, talk paper, about it being, yeah, they talk about it a lot about how it's rock, paper, scissors. Um, like, uh, his Leorio's, uh, enemy is doing this thing where she's just like, I can read minds. She's um, pulling a full on and, my Valentine from Yukio. Yeah. And she's just like, I'm going to be able to stop you and there's nothing that you can do. Yeah. Ha, 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 so ha. the thing is, there's your talking- rules. <laughs> no, 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 no. So. Please don't vote for us to watch Yu-Gi-Oh next. So I will, I will refuse. We will veto it. Yeah. We won't watch that. Actually, like if I had to watch it, I would watch it. You think so? However, I would watch, I would just mystery science theater 3000. The shit. You have to watch the English dub because it's so insanely bad, but it's like hilarious. Whatever. Yu-Gi-Oh is not a terrible show. I don't want to shit all over it. Like it's actually pretty clever from time to time, but the way that like they solve the, it's called, I think it's called Battle Manga when they have like contests rather than fights. So Yu Gi Oh playing card games or like um, Hikaru no Go with Go. Um, when it's not a combat anime, but it's, you know, a duel of wits or whatever, I think that's called a battle anime. And Yu Gi Oh has some really good battle anime moments, um, but, but not, it also has bad moments. So the rock, paper, scissors thing, one thing that I wrote down here is that Gon is surprised that Kurapika thinks that rock, paper, scissors is a difficult bet. So Leorio proposes it because it's a simple game and it's an easy bet, he thinks. Kurapika's like, oh, this is a really difficult bet that he's proposed. And Gon is surprised. And I thought that was cute because Gon and rock, paper, scissors is a thing later in the show. And it was, I don't think it's intentional, but it was fun. Uh, so then basically everybody on the sidelines is talking about how rock, paper, scissors is complicated, which I appreciate because otherwise I would not know why they're all so upset. And essentially it has to do with how, um, how chill you are basically. Like if you're really excitable, um, and if you can have your confidence shaken, your opponent can kind of manipulate you into playing specific ways, by shaking your confidence and then people who are they basically i think it's like people who are less confident are less likely to play less likely to like extend their body so they're less likely to play paper or scissors because they're feeling less confident so they're more likely to go for rock so it's basically like if you can kind of talk your opponent out of feeling good about themselves you can probably beat them in rock paper scissors everybody go try it at home 
Yeah, anyways. This is uh, a really long about way to say that Leorio loses. Because yeah. he completely falls into this mind game. Um, and they talk about how much time is left afterwards. And the final prisoner talks about it, how it doesn't matter because he is going to kill the final person that he fights. And, right. uh, so Leorio losing out... this rock, paper, scissors bet also means that he lost all of his time. So Leorio has lost. Yeah. The score is two to two. And whenever the match is decided, if Killua is able to win, they still have to wait for 50 hours before they can proceed out of the tower. So this is not yeah. good. So this guy does this sweet, sweet thing where he like takes off his like hood and he's like, I don't care how strong they are. I can take them down. And then he like stabs his hand into the rock wall and walks along and just rips a hole inside of the wall yeah. as he's walking. This dude's like super you, strong. You would stick your hand in water. Um, and, uh, they talk about it a little bit on the other side. They're like, oh God, this guy is awful. His name is, uh, Jonas. Oh, what is it? Like jo- Jonas. And Leorio's like, he's the worst serial killer in history. And Killua's yeah, just like... Yeah, I think it was the worst oh. serial killer in history in, like, his region or whatever. But it's still a big deal. Yeah. And yeah. he's known so for, like... just like... Sorry, he's, he's known for killing beautiful women or whatever. And he went on this massive killing spree. The other prisoners are terrified when Jonas's restraints are removed. And then Majitani, the cowardly blue man group guy, he talks shit to John S because his whole thing is like talking a big game and John S immediately like slams him into the wall and like chokes him out. Yeah. And Killua is just like, Hey, um, if he dies, he loses. Right. And then they're just like, yeah, well, it's and then, because like, John S is like, we're going to fight to the death. That's the challenge. Cause I want to kill you. Yeah. And Killua just, you just see him, him like coming at Killua with his hand outstretched and then Killua moves and then you see the guy like look down and he's just like, what's this feeling? I feel so cold. And it cuts over to Killua and Killua's hand is like turned into kind of like this weird monster hand. And he's holding this like flesh colored bag. It looks like that's his beating. And you look With down and there's just a hole. It. It's just a hole in his chest where yep. his heart should be. Yeah, so what oh, happened God. was Killua literally ripped this guy's heart out of his chest while he was talking. Yeah, and he did it so fast the guy didn't even realize. And he's like, hey, that's mine. Give it back. And then he just collapses. It's so disturbing. And it's also awesome. <laughs> Yeah, because Killua is just, like, proving over and over again that he is just a complete monster. Don't mess with um, Killua. And then and Kur- Kurapika is just like, ugh. Yeah, he's like, what was that technique you used? And Killua's like, nah, it, I just, it's just a thing. It's not like a technique, but um, I can turn my hand into this monster hand. And then they're like, cool. And that's the end of episode 11. Yeah. And so... Um, they get released out of there. This ep- last episode we're going to cover is called uh, Final Test of Resolve. This is episode it's 12. A, it's, it's it's really boring. <laughs> it's not... Okay, so we talked about this a little bit last week. We did not record last week when we actually watched these episodes. But uh, because of Spencer's vacation and other extenuating circumstances. Um, but we talked about how this last episode, episode 12, this is a weird one. Because... 
on one side of it, it's really boring because like almost nothing happens and it's literally about them sitting around and waiting. But on the other end, like this, the author of Hunter x Hunter has this weird ability to make things that are boring and to make these quiet moments so interesting by just pushing character and world building and all of these like little touches that make it more than a time pass into it and so this episode's not great if you end up skipping it if you're watching it and you're feeling bored with it you could skip it and you're not going to miss much but if you don't skip it you will get lots of lovely characterization moments and it's not like a filler episode it's like a real episode it's just a, a little bit of a calm before the storm so the all right the deal is They've squandered these 50 hours because of Leorio's whole bet. So they, they, Killua has totally murked this guy and they have to go into this tiny little room that's like, it's got some couches and there's like TV and books and it's just like a little break room, but they have to stay here for 50 hours. They get locked into this room. Yeah. And they just and gotta Killua sit around. And gone, just like are hanging out and being, uh, precious, I guess. Yeah. While Tampa and Leorio Killua's, are being complete dicks to each other. Right. Killua gets to try out Gon's fishing rod and Gon gets to try out skateboard tricks and they're the best friends ever. And I wish that I had friends so that I could be like Gon and Killua, but that's not the world we live in. Anyways. Um, Tompa and Leorio, uh, again, like I said before, being dicks to each other, um, they're talking about how, it, how, what's going to be behind the door, if it's going to be short and easy, or if it's going to be a long, difficult, uh, like, path that they have to take. They talk about how, it, you know, Leorio wants a short path, Tompa wants, uh, kind of, like, has an argument with him about well, they, it. It's, so this is after they've waited, which is the brunt yeah. of the episode. So they, they spend probably the first half of the episode waiting around, and then they, once they're released, they come upon these two paths. And if you'll remember, this is about voting. So they, the majority rule has to vote. Do we take the short path or do we take the long path? And the deal mm-hmm. is the long path will get you out, but you need 45 hours to pass. And again, as a reminder, they have 72 total hours. They have just spent 50 of them sitting around. So at best, they have 22 hours, but they had already spent some time on top of the tower and getting down to the murder room. So they don't have a lot of time left. I think they have three hours at this point, maybe less. No, I think they actually have like 30 minutes or something. They have very little time. Yeah. And so Leorio wants a short path. Thampa kind of fights him on it. Gon wants a long path. The short path, the reason they can't just take the short pass is that the short pass will take only three minutes, but only three people can go out of their group of five and the door won't open until you chain up the people who are not getting to go and leave them there. So they, that's why you guys at home, I could hear you thinking it. You're like, well, why don't they just pick the the short pass? And that's why they thought about it. Don't worry. I'm ahead of you. Yeah. 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 Anyways. Did you hear that um, that Spencer or was that just me? Oh my gosh. Oh, you're the worst. Anyways. (laughs) Um, Tampa attacks Leorio. Um, there's there's kind of like a a pretty short little like fight that takes place but long story short they they managed to make it like right in time oh right because that's the other thing is that the room is full full of weapons like axes and swords and things 
And so they're like sitting there and they're like, okay, this room, the whole point of this room is to get us to fight each other over who gets to be one of the three people that goes on the short path. And then you like cut, you see the people they've been trickling in to the, the bottom of the tower. Um, and then like right at the last second, you see gone Killua and Karapika walk through the door and they pass and you're like, Oh shit. Like Tompa and Leorio got left behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the end of the show. It's the very end. No, just kidding. So actually, then Tompa and Leorio appear because they found a total life hack here. And what they ended up doing was they they voted on the long path, which again would take them 45 hours. But they took all the axes and swords and shit off of the walls and they used it to chop through the wall and get to the short path. So they tricked the system and they all made it through. So all five of them got to get there. And then our um, our narrator's like, hey, there's only 25 people left. So, you know, that's what we're doing. But he doesn't I say like it that like that. I like that you wrote, including one deceased, yeah, question I, mark. <laughs> I don't remember why I wrote that. It was like the way that he said it. He was like, oh, 25 people made it through the tower. I, there was some, some reason. Oh, that's right. Because some dude dies. that's what happens so throughout the last couple of episodes we've been seeing other people make it to the bottom of the tower so um like hisoka was the first one to make it to the bottom of the tower and then the creepy like jittery robot kind of guy makes it down there and then like other characters start to filter in and one dude like arrives at the bottom of the tower and he's like panting and he's out of breath and he's like oh my god i made it and everybody else is sitting around like this guy is making too much noise and then the guy dies because basically he like exerted himself so much trying to make it through the tower that he kills himself and so that's what i'm talking about because the narrator's like well 25 people made it to the bottom of the tower and i'm like well that one guy made it to the bottom of the tower but he died so i don't know if the 25 includes the dead guy or if it's 25 people survived at the bottom of the tower it's not clear we'll find out later you you put too much thought into that anyways it really um, it gave me pause i lost sleep over it um i've started seeing things from the sleeplessness i i, I don't know where i am right now whatever anyways um so that (laughs) is the end of our coverage for today um and stick with us uh we're gonna be giving you a preview of next week's episode we're we are leaving this you let him die Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With sound editing work done by Rashad English of Plain English Productions. He's our level four sound wizard. Our podcast is ad free and we want to keep it that way. If you want to help us keep releasing episodes without the use of ads, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Patrons get exclusive member content as well as unlocking group perks. Follow us on Twitter at B and S Get Jumped and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. New episodes come out every Sunday on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like the show, please like, subscribe, and review. Reviews help us charge on iTunes. Next week on Cowboy Bebop.
It's a shower surprise. 